Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 152 of Jump Street Podcast. We're back on our old time, hey, Billy. Reynolds, F- <laughs> and Ryan Reynolds is on the show. This is uh, this wait, for wait, the wait, Jump wait. Street. That's this is the ad for the Jump Street for this episode. Sorry, <laughs> Ryan better be paying us some money for that ad. Um, I don't know, but yeah, we're back in our old time. We haven't done a podcast at this time in a while since like we used to do them maybe here in this room back in the day in person, but. Yeah. No, we've done some like with this setup uh, around this time. We did like uh, a few in the beginning around this time, but we've we've changed times like uh, to be more accommodating to our, you know, national UK audience, European audience, East Coast audience. But yeah, this is the late show. Episode 152. I'm not used to this. I might might take a nap halfway through the episode. We'll see. (laughs) <laughs> okay, well, I don't know. You should get in the, uh, coffee or something. Yeah, I should. Have, I did have. A, I did have a tea before I started eating my my late dinner. Well, thank you everyone for joining us. If this is your first time, this is Jump Street Podcast, and this is episode one fifty two. We have at least one hundred fifty one more of these episodes. If you like what you're listening to and you like what you're hearing, please go to our Facebook page, give us a like. We have an Instagram. You can follow us. We have YouTube. You can hit the subscribe button and the notification bell if you like what you're hearing. Leave a comment, share. It helps us with the engagement. Um, we have an iTunes. If you like what you're listening to, please give us a five-star rating. It helps. A, a review. And uh, we also have a Patreon. You can be a Patreon for as little as $3 a month. When you become a Patreon, you get exclusive access to some of our different uh content that we have some of its trick tips some of its uh, section reviews with guests and you are automatically entered to win something from our online store for free every month we have hats we have shirts we have mugs we have a hoodie we have a beanie we have all kinds of stuff with tank top i mean we're not in you gotta that have season, that tank top we, in december man it. you gotta have that tank top in december you never know yeah global warming could be a random 85 degree day gotta have that tank yeah but if you're a runner you know you like get out there and running with a tank top on and like freezing cold weather or you yeah. can just be in california where it was like 75 degrees today and super nice but um rub it in Go yeah ahead. that's my spiel thank you for watching we have uh some i'm very excited for our guest on this episode this guy this guy is a uh, <clears throat> he's an og he's a east coast og he's been in the west coast for a while he has a plethora of sections he has a plethora of videos and all these really great things with black bandit media so super excited to get into that but yeah that's my spiel for the day yeah and we have um a few patrons new patrons that i want to thank this week we have zach helsing martin now and brooks nelson thank you all so much for being a part of our patreon and like billy just mentioned we have a monthly drawing for something out of our online store which it is December now, so we shall do our drawing now. We have everyone's name in here. You can win anything from our online store once a month. Let's see who it is. The winner for this month is Zach Hutchings. Shout out, Zach. Thank you so much for supporting the show. I'll reach out to you so you can get whatever you want from our online store. And thank you, everybody else, for supporting the podcast. We also have a WTF this week uh, brought to us by Patreon supporter Chad Vignell, and we have you guys are killing me with the names this week. Andres, I was about to say, I, I was really, I was, I was really happy for you with our the guy who won the 
the right now Zach Hutchings. Give me some credit. I, like, I can pronounce that. <laughs> yeah, no, but that's what I mean. I celebrated in my head, like when I saw the name, I was like, ah, oh, he's gonna nail this one. Ah, oh, yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. I'm good with three letter names. I have yeah, one myself, yeah. so I'm pretty, I'm pretty yeah, well versed yeah. in that. But um, we have Andres <laughs> Ben Revy uh, for this week's, and I like this one a lot. <laughs> it's um, wow. for audio listeners. A 540 over a trash can, but it's not what you think it is. He, like, rolls on his back over the trash can, which is pretty interesting. And he does a little stomp beforehand. I don't know if the stomp is part of the technique or what, but he grabbed it, too. It's pretty sick. Yeah, that's something. That, that That's over there in Europe, it looks like, right? Um, I think it's I think it's Colombian. Colombian, okay. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, just for, for the audio listeners, it's basically like a, a garbage can, like, nipple high like chest like in the mid chest range height skates up to it right before he jumps he stomps on the ground and throws like a bio 540 uh is it misty-ish or it's like bio 540 yeah, looks like misty that's yeah, like misty it is pretty misty and you can't forget the the grill at the end the camera grill stone cold at the end that's the icing yeah. on the cake right there but that's pretty cool um that'd be sick like i would like to see something like that in the line like in the middle mm -hmm. of the line just throw one of those that'd be sick but shout out andres Congrats on this week's WTF. I believe that is it. Are we ready for our guest? I think we are ready for our guest. Is our guest ready for our guest? Oh, I don't know. Let's see. Oh, Everyone, our guest ready for us. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody, please welcome our guest this week, Mike Dempsey. Woo! Do <laughs> you hear the people? Woohoo! You're you're probably in that audio. Do you know where that audio is from? I think that audio um, is from Blading Cup 2019, uh, maybe, something like that. So your voice probably is in that um, clip right there. So you're cheering yourself on, more or less. Kudos. Is that the one Is that the one where we sat next to each other? I think so, yeah. No, we were, we were pretty hyped. <laughs> <laughs> Super hyped. That was a courtesy of Butter TV, that audio clip. But that was from that year, I do believe. So that probably is you guys, all you, Casey, Mark, Nick, everyone screaming. So... Shout out wow. to all you guys. It's crazy to think about the full circleness mm -hmm. of that clip. We it, it was we've been using this as an introduction for our guests for a while, and now it's come full circle around the universe to you to introduce yourself in a way. <laughs> Love you it. Yeah, it was meant to. I, I knew what we yeah. were doing back in 2019. Yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah. I could see it. <laughs> That's why you guys were so hyped. You're like, yes, this is for the the show, the podcast. We're gonna do this, and you did it right. Yeah. Well, welcome to the uh, show, man. It's really nice to have you on. We hang out all the time. We do Sunday brunches and and get some skating in with the with the crew. But um, for all those who don't know, I mean, we have like such early beginnings too, like the be unique days. Like, like it's got to be at this point. The beat was that it's got to be, it's got to be like twenty years or eighteen years ago. Like in Brooklyn at the skate park and just the history of everything. Um, in your skating career and how long we've known each other. But for those who don't know you, I think we should start off with some sort of introduction, like where you're from, how you got into uh, introduced to rollerblading, and just maybe your introduction. Love it. Yeah, it, it has been a minute. It's it's kind of awesome. And I do like that we're still like going, going after it. Um, well, I'm from Connecticut, but well, I was born in New York, and that's where we bond with my tiny connection with New York. But I moved when I was five years old. Um, grew up in Connecticut. Okay. 
I never knew that either. We'll count that. We're counting that. You didn't know that, Austin? I was I was oh, born probably. in Huntington. Yeah. You're a Long Island boy. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. No wonder. Um, I see it now. But yeah, grew up in Connecticut, was able to skate with you guys um, and and the homies from Philly too um, and like New Jersey people. That was awesome. Um, had our hometown crew, which I'm sure we'll talk about this entire podcast. Uh, skated with those homies for the last 20 years and... You know, we're all a bit older now, but we're still going after it. Uh, me and John still skate practice rail. Uh, often, a couple times a month for sure. It, we go through waves, you know, like, um, but yeah, trying to skate as much as possible. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah, it's it's funny because like, I'm sure we will get into the crew because like it's you guys have been skating together as long as I've known you and it's kind of like you all came out to California together and everyone's so talented, like inside and outside of rollerblading in so many different ways. Like you have such an amazing crew to talk about and everything that you guys do is so unique as well. Like in terms of like the videos and the skating with, with blading, but uh, I want to start at an earlier date. So, okay. So uh, born in New York, moved to Connecticut, grew up skating there with the crew that you continue to skate with now. Um, somewhere along the way we meet and you're, skating for be unique and then also there was like an echo watch sponsorship bit can what was your what was your introduction i know i know you know lorenzo uh from that whole experience so <laughs> I, I was curious like, that how did you, you get you're involved in that I, I completely forgot about that how did you get introduced to like the the be unique uh courtney and chris from be unique and and then lorenzo and how did that whole thing transpire because i feel like at that point you were already a ripper and like getting getting in there but that's when at least in new york we just started like uh you know learning about you and who you were and like everyone else from up there that that was like arguably one of the coolest times of my life like in high school and i'm like sponsored by echo timepieces like these watches and i'm just wearing like massive echo clothing like back in the day we were wearing like huge uh, pants and shit and just walking around high school is being like, I'm sponsored by Echo. Uh, it was just a wild, wild feeling. On And uh, Lorenzo would drive me down to New York like every weekend, basically, when we would skate the the, uh, the underground, the, the unique skate park. And that's just where I met everybody at once. And you guys were already my, my heroes at the time. So like, it was like meeting celebrities and partying with them and like hanging out with them. Like it was, it was surreal. It was awesome. I loved it. I didn't know that you knew like that you were boys with Lorenzo beforehand. So how did that all happen? Cause Lorenzo was our connect to echo watches or be unique connect to echo watches, which for people who right. don't know sponsored rollerbladers for a brief period of time. Um, how, how was he involved in like, were you like boys growing up or something? No, I met him that same year where that all like happened, but he's from Connecticut. So we, whoever you meet in Connecticut, that blades, you're just like homies with very quickly. Um, but, uh, yeah, I maybe knew him for a couple months leading up to that. Um, we, we became friends like through that process. Cause we drove down to New York, like, I don't know, 30 times. It was a lot. It was like pretty often. 
Yeah, and if you're coming back, if you're coming down from Connecticut and like someone's going every weekend, definitely like might as well like take a ride down with them. It's a like, good place to skate, and um, yeah, that's it's crazy. Like when I think about the Echo thing, that was such a random uh, thing for all of us to be sponsored. Like everyone was like sponsored. Everyone who was on Be Unique was was on Echo, and that went from like yeah, like every person who was on Be Unique was on Echo, and I think that was there might have been a couple extra like Frankie. Right. And maybe Richard, uh, Mike Johnson, Richard, yeah. something like that. But um, it was pretty cool Fair for enough. a bit because they, they were selling the watches up there three to five hundred bucks a piece. And, you know, that was cool, especially in, in high school. Um, I froze up, but can we you still hear you? Me? Yeah, we can still okay. hear you. Yeah. Um, it, it was funny that you mentioned that, Mike, about like being in high school, but like big ass baggy clothes and sweatpants because I completely forgot about that. My I had like the holes in the pants, sweatpants and like beat ass like feelers on, but I had like a fresh ass like $500 watch on that was like blinging as hell. And <laughs> like it made no sense at all. So funny. Yeah, it was it was great. Yeah, I, I, we all wore our, our pants under our butts, you know, just like <laughs> all day, every day for so many years. I was thinking about that the other day. I'm like, what do you do when you have your like 13 year old son? And he's like, this is the way I wear my pants. Deal with it. Like, this is my style. Well, people do that. People do that now, just with skinnier pants, not the big baggy sweatpants. You sag your tight jeans now. That's worse. The the, the sag in the so tight too. jeans, like you know, it just doesn't look right. I think so too. But <laughs> at that, least the sag in the bigger jeans looks more comfortable. Like you know, it was sweatpants it too, not jeans. Yeah, sweatpants. There was definitely a time where I would do even a small gap or coming off a rail, and I would land on the ground so hard that my pants would 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 follow. They, they would come down. I would just be in my undies, like. Oh, dude! I have, <laughs> I have one solid clip that, it, like, I landed off the clip and my my sweatpants came off because okay, so like <laughs> I, I I had the I had the sweatpants on right, but for this I guess for this reason. I like lost the drawstring for some reason on these sweatpants or I had to borrow a pair of sweatpants because a pair of pants got messed up and they were like too big, whatever the reason. Uh, I, I, I grind a kink ledge out in like the monk's video. I land and like my pants basically like come down. I was like, oh God. Was that the back rail? No, back farf. Oh, back farf. I bet. That's a funny memory. That's a funny memory. Just like being disrobed after a trick, you know? <laughs> we should do a podcast on just pants because like the Jenko days the Jenko eras would like you would fall and roll over your pants to like the sweatpant days to like the tight skinny jean girl pants days like there was a lot of pants phases in skating that uh many people forgot about for good or bad reasons yeah probably for the best <laughs> um but yeah so Echo, you're coming down every weekend with Lorenzo, and is that how you met Chris and Courtney? Yeah, yep. Um, and we like, you know, we crashed at their house a, couple, a bunch of times, and like I said, it was I was just like geeking out the whole time. For me, it was like celebrity sightings, like meeting everybody was so so cool. Um, so I was, that was a really fun time for me, and yeah, and, and more people. Julian Ba, that's where I met him too. Like, um, yeah. not just New York homies, but like everyone would come to that skate park and skate, like from out of town too. So it was, it was, it was awesome. Were you there for opening day at Underground? Uh, I don't, I'm not sure. I don't know. Uh, I was say, cause that was like the big, from what I remember, that was like, 
winter clash, but on like a New York Brooklyn scale, like that park was packed out. And that was, I have footage of you skating the park in like an early edit that I made. Um, I might not even have known your name at that point. That's how early it was, but I feel like it might've been during like those heat sessions with like Aragon and like Ramel and like, you know, Gonzo and Sean Kelso and Billy and stuff. So those were some really fun times back then. I, I mean, like if you could skate that park, that means that you were able to skate on ice. Like it was the slipperiest park that's ever existed. And you just, I just got used to it, but like that took that, that's an art form alone just to go from one end to the other at that park. <laughs> yeah. yeah it, was, it was the slipperiest like built, like, because I think the, it was like some old industrial building where like they painted the floor with like, like this oil-based paint so anytime it would like get a the amount of people in there like heavy condensation which is like the slipperiest thing ever and i remember i had like the key and i was an employee there i used to like mop the floor with coca-cola like a mix of coca-cola and water to like make it sticky for that reason yeah Mm -hmm. it was very slippery yeah we were all ninjas at that point from it from what i remember i remember skating the park before it opened and it wasn't slippery but that opening day because there was so many people in that park and it was in the winter time like the dead of winter it was a blizzard that day i feel like that day alone just kicked it off instantly with like this humidity that lurked around and never left ever for like the two years or whatever that place existed it all happened like that opening day i feel like facts i mean um, mike must have not been there but I, i know mike was at like a lot of things there Damn we, so yeah. what was that like? What was, what was that down. like for you, Mike? Like, am I breaking up again? Nah, I think Mike's slowing down now. You there? You hear us? Uh, you guys got to get on this Verizon Fio shit. Am <laughs> I good now? I no? think I'm okay. We hear you. <laughs> no, we maybe don't hear you. Damn, you there? This is real life, people. This is. Jump Street Live. I am. Okay. If you can uh, hear, think, can you just hear me now. in my face? Yeah, we heard yeah. you now. Oh, we lost them all together now. <laughs> it's like, okay, I'm good. Boom, done. Well, hopefully he comes back in the next minute or two. But as we were talking yeah. about the Be Unique Skate Park, we'll move on to other shit too. But as we were talking about the Be Unique Skate Park and the opening day, I remembered like so many memories came flooding back. Like, do you remember the car ride afterwards in Franco's car? Back to Where? Staten Island. Oh, back, back to, to Staten Island. Yeah. <laughs> it was looking crazy. Let's see if uh, Mike comes back with this. There we go. Hey. Yeah. A little bathroom break? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so like um, Be Unique, all that stuff. Did that also like carry weight like in, in going to school? Like, yo, I skate for Echo Watches. I skate for Be Unique. I'm in New York City every weekend. Um, well, I was never like with Be Unique, but I was just nearby, you know, I wasn't like a sponsor. Casey was though. Casey was mm-hmm. Be Unique style. Um, uh, that, I mean, that was a time in my life where I was like, I mean, how I must have been 15 or 16 years old. And I was like, this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. Like, I kind of felt like that was, you could do that. Like at that time, I thought you could like become like uh, a pro athlete um, within blading and it felt like that. So it was just motivating. It was, it was, it was, it was great, but yeah, it was, it was surreal. There was a lot of big aspirations during those years. 
that was like the time where everybody was like, we were on the up, like this is it. Like we had five years of rollerblading being in the dumps, we're on our way up. Now we got Echo Watches. We got like all these big promises being made. And then like, here we are 20 whatever years later and we're still in the same position pretty much. Yeah, we, we were like, we were peaking at that time. Like that was, that was crazy. That was a, and when we were young too, so it just felt different. It felt so big and like promising, um, but it was inspiring. So I'll take it. Yeah, that's a good way to look at it. Yeah, no, I, I totally remember. First of all, I, 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 I thought you were on Be Unique, so my apologies for that. Like, I guess it was just always seeing you at the underground and stuff, but I felt like you were on. But I guess we'll say Be, Be Unique adjacent would be the right, I think, term. Fam. Um, at least. <laughs> Definitely yeah, fam, yeah. Yeah. Nobody's, nobody's counting anymore. We just say I was, I was on it. It's like, oh, yes, you're on it. That's it. I, I, I think so. I'll call it. Um, but, but yeah, like it did feel really big back in the day and back in that time. Um, I remember like, like, again, like with everything with like echo bubbling up and then like, we were like, Chris and Courtney themselves were like, bro, we're going to make, we're going to blow this thing up. And, I went to like Dame Dash's office. Oh, yeah, Dipscape was around too. Alex Nunez and Ramel Knight. Mm -hmm. And um, Dame wasn't there, but he was like, yeah, this is like Dame's office. And we're just like walking there. I was like, okay. Like there was like whisperings and things. I don't know. So it was was a really interesting time where we thought like it was going to take off or something. Because it was also like a few years removed from when it was. Like it wasn't too far away from when it was a much larger thing on like TV and stuff like that. So, yeah, that that that's a good point. It was an interesting time. Mm-hmm. Also, the Be Unique videos were coming out at the same time, and that that was like those were godlike videos for us. Like we we ate that up. Like that was the best. It had so much style and character and great skating as well. It was like possibly one of the earlier ones that like was almost just as much a film as it is a skate video. And uh, that was also wildly inspiring. That was, that was sick. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, I feel like they had a good, like um, a good blend of like highly sim- cinematic style ideas and like the kind of like the right idea with like the New York city culture and the, certain people being in a, a part of it. It just like, uh, just the way it was presented was, was really cool. You can, you see some people like take inspiration from that, like, but, um, it, it, it felt like, yeah, it was, yeah. It just felt very big. Yeah. I feel like those were like yeah. mind game level almost, but like our own East right. coast version of like a mind game video, which was like the biggest shit at the time, you know? Definitely. Yeah. I, I was obsessed with videos as is like every video, I like my Christmas list used to be a printed out word document with just VHS freeze frames of just like, I want all the, like all I asked for every year. And, uh, most of them were just like skate videos, you know, like section after section, but the, uh, be unique stuff the, that felt like a movie that, that changed it. It was awesome. Did, did you, like, so was this around the point, because you were filming from back at that point, I think I remember as well, like you had, I, I feel like I remember you with like a very small camera. Um, what, when did you start filming? Yeah, around that time, actually, I got my first GL2 
at that time and it got stolen at the underground at the skate park um that i remember that um but yeah that was we we had made a video before that already um but it was mike riccatelli was behind camera most most of that video and we were all in front of camera and then we kind of just changed a lot where i started shooting more after and then we all like went through our waves of of skating more and then shooting more and then going back and forth and yeah just kind of passing the torch to somebody else for that season or whatever it might be but yeah uh we were making videos in high school um our first video probably came out in like 2003 like mid high school time was breakfast no this this was fade to nothing we had fade to nothing and then fade to nothing too i remember those videos those are our first two videos and then uh i guess we were in college when breakfast came out and then after breakfast we did a video a year for 10 years damn Nine That's years. Pretty I, wild. I, I fucking lost count. I don't really know, but we did a lot. And this is the first time that we actually, our last video was, was two years ago. So this is the first time we didn't like compete, complete it within one, one year. Well, th- there's a lot to get into with this, but I feel like we also skipped a lot of those stages of how you got into all that because you're from Connecticut, but you're living out in LA in the LA area right now. Um, it seems like the whole Connecticut crew all moved, picked up and moved to LA together at the same time. You all have pretty similar jobs in the same field. Um, so was that like a group decision to do that? Did you like one person go and then everyone else kind of like followed suit? Um, how did that all happen? Because it looked like the you just moved the whole family across country and then you started making all these sick ass videos too. It's I'm so thankful. It's the best thing ever to get to move all the way across the country and then your your best friends come out one by one. It's like the best thing in the world. Um, but we went to college separately. I went to college in Connecticut. John, John like Mark Rosen went to college in um, Vermont. Casey went to college in Connecticut. And uh, we're all just, we were kind of spread out during the college years. And then I got an internship to come out to LA um, to work for the Hallmark Channel. Um, so I came out here for about a year and I, I was able to get Mark Rosen or John like were the next guys to move out. And then just one by one, we got them all. <laughs> They're all here. It's the best. That's yeah. super sick. Um, it took a couple of years. It, it wasn't, it wasn't like very quick. Um, I, Nick, Nick was the last one to come out. Um, but we, it was like one homie a year for like five years. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you were the first one? Yeah. Yeah. 2010. And this was a, a job with Hallmark, like doing videography work? Yeah, it was uh, TV movies. Um, so uh, just feature length, but it's for TV and they're Hallmark. So um, I think I did 16 of them. And we watched the first one as a group. Like after we did it, we're like, oh, let's watch the movie that we just worked on. And that's the only one we ever watched because after we are like, dude, I can't, I can't do this Hallmark shit. Um, yeah. <laughs> but it was very fun actually. It was it was just like working at a normal film set, but it, and it's very military because they have been doing 
the that style of TV movies for you know 30 years or whatever. So it was just really cookie cut, and it was a great way to learn. But I it was I had to get out of there because they just didn't pay enough. Yeah, like how, how did you get into filming blading to doing like Hallmark movies? Did you go to school? Did you like how did you break into that world? My I did go to school um, for video production. Um, it definitely wasn't a film school, and I kind of didn't learn anything. Um, it was basically a waste of time, but it did allow me to go get that internship, which led to everything else that I've done. So it was definitely worth it because of that alone. Um, and I wasn't even actually thinking about moving to L.A. It, I, I don't even know where L.A. was on the map. Um, <laughs> it was like a, about a month before I actually did it that I got the internship. And I'm like, I guess I'm I'm moving to L.A. Um, it, it, at the beginning, it kind of felt possibly temporary, um, but I just got hooked immediately. Um, but no, we, we got cameras in high school and we would, we would kind of split the difference between shooting skating and shooting just like comedy, funny shit, but also just like messing around with like the science of cameras and doing like long exposures and stop motions and like time lapses and, and, uh, just trying to get like creative with it. Um, we're kind of doing all of that at the same time. So and then we got into movies like later on and it all kind of goes hand in hand, but I definitely started with skating. That's like why I got my first cameras was to shoot skating. That was, that's it without a doubt. Yeah. It's sorry. I was gonna say any, anybody who's seen any black bandit media videos could tell that you guys, all of you have some sort of background in film production, whatever it is. Uh, it's they're not just like regular skate videos. We did a movie night last week uh, with Charles Broccoli and Pasta La Vista just to like switch it up a bit and have like some some personality in there. And like it, it, there's such refreshing videos. Uh, they're not just regular clip, 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 skate videos. There's little skits in them. There's like some cool little like after effects and, and green screen work and stuff like that that's done, which is all really cool. And it's very different. It's very refreshing. I can totally urge anybody who hasn't checked out Black Bandit Media on YouTube. You guys have, like you just said before, a grip of videos. Check them all out. They're entertaining. They're not even that long. You can like watch them like while you eat your cereal in the morning. And like they're just so enjoyable. A good way to start your day. Just wanted to say that because it all makes sense now for people listening. And watch the bonus. Watch all the way to the end. You got to watch the bonus. <laughs> if you don't watch the bonus, it doesn't count. Yeah, the bonus was like, I think you said it in the the live stream last week, something like all oh, the bonuses here, like the best. I remember that back in the day, like I would love that with skate videos, watching the B roll, like the bonus at the end DVDs had it more than the VHSs. But I remember when I made the truth videos too, I was like, we got to have like a bonus section in the back, like of just random shit throughout the process. Like us fucking around falls and stuff like that. And that's exactly what you guys did too, because you don't really see that with videos nowadays that everything's like a YouTube video online there's no like chapters or sections like that you know it's cool that you guys still did that to this day and there's even like cell phone footage and stuff in there too which is cool yeah the cell phone helped out a lot that was i remember when we first started shooting it it was like no it has to be the camera it has to be whatever but the second it got like good enough like we we shoot clips on iphone all the time and i don't think you can even tell sometimes yeah. it's better sometimes it exposes like 
the highlights and the shadows like really well. Like there's some ACR shit going on. I saw in the, I don't remember if it was Nick section or something like that when he's racing the guy on the beach and you get a close-up of the glasses. And then I saw whoever was filming it had like an iPhone and I was like, Oh shit, they filmed this shit on an iPhone. Like straight up. I know JP with butter TV has filmed clips on an iPhone too and throw them in the edit. And I didn't really notice till like two or three times watching it. I'm like, Oh, that's a cell phone clip. But I feel like most people who don't know anything about video, like we would know, don't even notice at all. Like you said, it just blends right in. And you got the slow-mo right in there and you can ramp it like Mm -hmm. on the, like, it's crazy. It's, it's so cool. Um, but yeah, that that helped with our bonus stuff because we had cameras with us at all times. So when we're partying, doing anything like it just, it, I think it made our bonuses better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We used to have back in the day, but we would have like the GL2 instead. And you'd be like at like a house party or something like that with like the GL2 holding it up. Like you'd be like that guy, you know? And like the little LED brick light on top too, like in yeah. people's faces. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what a time to be alive. Yeah, it's always great to be that guy at a party, you know what I mean? With the big old light, <laughs> people's faces. If it's mostly skaters there, at least they understand. But you'll you'll totally. occasionally have those other people there who are like, what the fuck is going on there? Like people weren't used to at that time having a camera in their face at all times like they are now. It's pretty common now for somebody to whip out a phone and like take a video or picture in the middle of a party because everyone does it now. But back then... 20 years ago, 15 years ago, whatever. Um, that was, that was pretty unusual. So we were always those people. And with the fisheye too, you're getting like right up in their face. You're like <laughs> so close. <laughs> that was the best. But, um, so let's talk about like the themes of the videos too, because as you mentioned before, you have like breakfast, lunch, dinner, chicken to pasta la vista, Charles broccoli, and I remember, I don't know if I asked you. Very food-based. Very food-based. I remember I asked you or Casey, I don't remember who because it was so long ago, but when breakfast came out, I was like, why did you guys call this breakfast? And the response was just, because breakfast is awesome. <laughs> like, that was it. Is that like your, your like mantra behind all this? Uh, I, it, 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 well, it started with breakfast, and we just called it breakfast. And uh, naturally, we did lunch after that. Um, and yeah, breakfast is awesome. Um, but I don't know if that was necessarily our mantra going into it. Um, but yeah, we were saying earlier that we, we did breakfast, lunch, dinner, dessert. Those four were cohesive. And then I believe we did breakfast three, even though there's no breakfast two. And that was, and then from then on, we just went crazy. It was like wings, buffalo, ranch, Pasta La Vista, Charles Block, Broccoli, and I'm probably missing one or two in there. Um, I wonder if any of the guys can even name all of the videos. Like, start to- <laughs> How many do you have? Do you have 12 complete? I, oh, yes, I don't know. If John, are you there in the comments? I saw you. Anybody in, in, the, in the chat wants to go check on the Black Bandit Media YouTube channel, let us know. Um, but like, they're themed pretty well. Like, in breakfast, you're dressed up as a bacon. Like pasta, you guys have the pasta, you know, um, broccoli, oh, yeah. there's a little, little broccoli in there. So you guys sprinkle the themes throughout the videos, which is cool. Like videos alone just have a theme of some sort. But the fact that it's so ridiculous that it's like all food based and food really doesn't really have anything to do with skating. It makes it that much better and that much more enjoyable to watch because you guys do a really great job of carrying the theme along throughout the videos uh, that really keeps you like glued to the screen, you know? 
Yeah, I love it. It's it just easy for us too. It's like everybody, you just have an intro. It can be 10 seconds long. It can be 30 seconds long. It can be a minute long. Just make it whatever you want and then skate for a while. Like that's, <laughs> but it's, it's fun because people we're, we're always like, oh, my section is done, but I have to go shoot my intro and then we'll, we'll get together and everyone will, it, it's just fun. It's like, you know, you, you, you try a clip and it takes you like hours to get that clip sweating and you're hurt and and then you're like all right i'm gonna go shoot my intro i'm gonna go home and like <laughs> put <laughs> i poured a, a bowl of cereal down my pants and then royale the macarthur park rail um in my mind i was like oh it's gonna be so funny and like fine and not weird but all of the cereal went down one pant leg <laughs> it didn't it didn't escape my pants. It just like funneled into like my skate. <laughs> uh, so anyway, the, the, the intros are my favorite part. And uh, sometimes they land and sometimes they're not what you wanted, but whatever. <laughs> I don't think any of them didn't <laughs> land ever. Did you like, <laughs> did, is it the same person that edits everything where you guys edit each other's sections or what? Because I know, I know this is like with your sections, they're edited very similarly from video to video compared to the other sections. Like you have like your head bubble up for whatever reason, like randomly. Um, I just noticed like themes with, with sections like yourself specifically, that's different than everyone else's throughout the videos. Yeah. We all do our own sections. Um, everyone picks their own songs and gets their own clips and they, they, they all edit it. So everyone, oh, every, everyone edits their own part. Yeah. That's yeah. super wow. unique that I can't believe, I mean, maybe you did, I just missed it, but like, that's not more known that you guys do that. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. We, we're all, like you said earlier, we all work in film. So we all like. Some of us like editing more at times. Some of us are like, no, I wanted to do it this way. I want it. And it's just easier for us to be like, you're in charge of your section. Like just, if you need help, we'll help you. But like, just, you know, uh, yeah. I had so much fun last week when we were watching the, uh, the videos because we all love the videos, but I, you know, I don't watch them that often. So it's, it's, it's always like a fun reminder and Mark Golombeski's section um, you know, he's been the homie since day one, but he didn't put out a section until like Pasta La Vista, I believe, which was in like 2018 or something. And, uh, he, he, he's an editing genius and it was the funniest thing ever. I'm so happy that I was reminded of, of how sick that is, but yeah, that was fun because we all do our own sections and he's, he was new to the table kind of. So his style was so, so vivid, so focused on the edit, actually, because, you know, I think he, he he's the soul man because he just souls the whole time. <laughs> that was the best. <laughs> and that yeah. was like, I can't believe it took so long for somebody to, that concept to come to fruition for a skate video, like to use the soul man <laughs> song. It just, it is not all souls right. in the section though, but it's still really good. It's like it's yeah. a genius concept. And you, you just laugh the entire time through the section because you're like, this is, this is so fucking good. Is there like, is there part of the, a person in the crew who's like always the last person finished? Like there's always like that guy. Fuck. It might be me. I was going to oh, say to you. <laughs> yeah. uh, 
I definitely would finish my section on the day of the premiere and like be exporting, you know, like having to wake up early and like finish some edits or, and then export like as people were coming to the house. <laughs> so you were that guy. But our premieres though, that's like, that's like 50% of the video is the, the party that we throw when we have. Oh we yeah. Have like. Oh, and uh, I, I, I don't know about see, this. I, I, I knew about these parties. I was actually, again, like adjacent to one of your parties. There was like a party going on and I was like, oh, we got to go or something. But it, it was when I first started like dating Corey. It was years ago. And it was at like the old LA house that you guys had. And it was like some huge, massive party with like a trampoline and all this other stuff involved. Maybe like was there an inflatable pool or something? I don't know. But it was this big wild thing it wasn't just like your chill watch party it was like this big blow up thing which was super sick but i remember just going there and we were there for like five minutes and then like just i just started it was early when i was dating Corey, and it was just like this huge wild blade thing and she was like do you want to go and i was like what am i gonna say and i guess so I, so, I, so, I, so i left you know a part of me would have loved to have just stayed but you know it was like the early stages and i wasn't really calling the shots like that in the relationship uh so, okay, like, so we now. didn't. I'm just kidding. No, so it's, let, let, let's get into the let's get let's get into the uh, parties, like, and 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 what's behind it, and like, with the idea. Um, I we we just didn't we did uh, premieres ever since the beginning. Like, I, our first premiere, Fate to Nothing, one I think was in John Likes' living room, and then Fate to Nothing two, we did it at Drew Motto's house in the backyard, and. You know, there was only like maybe like 25 skaters and then like 25, 30 just call, uh, high school friends. Um, so it was more than just like, oh, show off your skating to the skaters, but like also show off your filmmaking to your friends. Um, so it started back then in, in Connecticut. Um, and then when we moved to L.A., we all of our friends were filmmakers. So when we threw a premiere, it, it ended up being 50% filmmakers, 50% skaters. Um, and that's also like why we like having such fun intros and adding comedy. It's like, we're making a film. Um, so yeah. Um, and then we just go crazy, you know, like we'll get a keg or, well, I mean, it's been a while since we've got a keg, but we'll, we'll just, plan on it being a big party and everyone gets super, super amped and yeah, it's the best. I love it. Are there any memorable no. premiere stories that you could talk about? Uh, I don't know, man. I like, I can't think of like one specific, like enlightened moment. Cause it's just from, they go by so fast, you know, we're like so excited and it's just, but the cool, it's very cool to have a party with like a hundred people there and everyone's partying, but they know that we're going to stop at some point and watch a skate video. And most of them are like, what's that? What is a skate video? What does that even mean? Um, so to have a party with that many people and then, you know, they're drinking and doing whatever for two hours and then everybody stops and watches a video for 25 minutes and then the party continues. It's just kind of cool to have that like intermission. It's, I feel, feel like that's a really rare thing at, at a party setting. 
Yeah, it's 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 actually like you guys are all like really funny too. Like I don't know, like the intro stuff that you're talking about for everything. It's like you're you're really in good luck because not only is everyone a filmmaker who could take care of their own part and edit their own part and who all knows how to use a camera, like film the clips, but for the intro parts that your other friends are like the filmmakers, the people outside who are there to like attend the event are going to like more gravitate toward or more relate to. You guys are all super funny. Like every single one of you guys from like Casey, Mark, you, like John, like it's like the whole Mark, like the whole crew. It's just so funny how like all you guys ended up working in film, being really rad skaters. Like the level of skating is super high in all the videos. And and then also just all being really funny too. They are hilarious. I I do think so. I love them. They make me laugh. There's something in that Connecticut water. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, our, our intro will, will likely have all of us. So it's like a group intro of everybody. And then everyone has their own solo intros for their sections after that. Um, but yeah, that, that like group, group setting for the intro style is, is always really enjoyable. Or even like the, who, who like writes the concepts, like who, who writes like the ideas is it like everyone collaborating on it or just like someone usually take charge and introduce the ideas. Um, well for your own personal intro, everyone takes care of their own personal intro. Um, and then for the group setting intro, it it's like who throws the best idea out first. You know, like try not to say no, you know, it's like the guys are smart and they're funny. So if they have an idea and they have a vision, it'll likely work. So trust the process and um, yeah, just go with it. I mean, I don't think we've ever shot an intro and canned it. I think they all worked and we were just like, yeah. I, now that I have you here, I've, I could have sworn that you guys made a video back in the day that mimicked the Family Matters intro, but I cannot find it on YouTube anywhere. Am I delusional or did this actually happen? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I forgot the song, but it was us making, we're making uh, food and Nick's, Nick's head is in the salad bowl. Yeah, yeah. Um, and like Drew's on the toilet. Uh, Drew's on the toilet, yes. Yep. I can't um, find it on YouTube. I don't know if it got like taken down because maybe used the original intro song and it got copyrighted. I don't know, but unless I'm just searching the wrong thing, but I, I it just popped in my head where you talk about intros to videos because you guys mimic the Family Matters intro so well with all you guys doing stupid shit in every scene and it was so genius and like I just can't find it anywhere online. At least last time I looked like a year or so ago. I wish John was here in the comments because he's like the smart he knows all the facts. He could definitely, that was at John's house. Um, uh, yeah. You know what? It was in, it might've been in, in breakfast. I think it was in breakfast. Um, but we may not have launched it. It, it like, wasn't the actual like intro. We did a, a, a second intro. That was more just like a fun interstitial, like, commercial kind of thing so we may have posted that to vimeo back in the day at, like as its own thing um so it's likely that it's it's there but i believe it was breakfast yeah that makes sense that it's probably i didn't even check vimeo but i just had to ask you that um while we're on the topic of intros because 
you could just watch like all the intros of all the videos and just be so entertained by that. Not even watching skating, just watching the intros are so, so entertaining. Um, is there anything that you've like learned heavily from your professional life that you brought into like these skate videos particularly besides, I mean, you probably maybe got like ideas or something like that, but anything like particular that you or any of the guys from your professional life that you like directly correlate to the skate videos and that's part of the reason why they're so good or whatever it may be. Um, I, I, I want to say that I've done the flip version of that more so, whereas we have so much fun making the skate videos and working in film can be stressful and annoying. Um, that to try and bring the amount of fun that we have with the skate videos into the professional life. So, so not necessarily coming from the professional world, bringing it back into skating, but the opposite, bringing that, that joy and just, just stay having fun while doing it is, is the only thing to remember. Um, you know, we like, we went through phases. We like did like, there was, you know, when like sliders came out and like everyone wanted that dolly set up, um, you know, and HD came out, we like kind of adjusted to tripods and sliders and like little, even like before the nice gimbals came out, those like old, like crescent shaped city cam kind of thing. Yeah. The um, glide cams, Merlin, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, and we got into that phase for like, only like a year or two. And then we kind of like fell backward, not, not fell backwards. We like stepped back a little bit in terms of like production because it, it, it wasn't really adding to the skate video, I think. Um, um, so we, we, we went through a, a phase of that, but uh, yeah. It's funny that it goes the other way around. You bring the skating shit to your professional <laughs> work. I mean, it's a great reminder. You go out there with your homies and you're just skating and like, if you get a clip, great. If you don't, you still hung out and had a great time. And, uh, it's hard to maintain that attitude when you're on, when you're on set and everyone is worried about time and money. And it's just like, it's easy for it to be less fun. Um, but you got to remind yourself why you got there in the first place. Mm -hmm. That's true. And I like how some of you guys, like there's a lot of people who work and they've had this job forever and people don't know that they work with that like they skate you know they've been skating for 20 whatever years but you guys like seem to be all open about it. and even like john just had that i think it was john like right that had that like kind of viral video of him skating in the basketball court filming and going up the ramp and everything like shit like that is like huge and it stems from him knowing how to skate and you know having a camera in his hand at the same time it's really cool being able to blend the two uh the career and the hobby together like that so well yeah, it's incredible. The winning time um, and the swagger, the two shows that John was working on heavily the last couple of years. And like, it's got to be like 10 clips that went super viral and he's in magazines and up for awards and shit. And that was just, or it's still the coolest thing. It's still going on. Yeah, it's super sick. Um. How did you like, cause you transitioned to like taking photos uh, and like having galleries like somewhere along the way. Right. So how did, did you have an interest in like still photo for a while or like, or like for as long as you did with film or did that come later? Um, I had zero interest in um, photography. Um, wait, am I here? Did I freeze? 
you're frozen, but we can still hear you, so you're good. Did I freeze? Or... You did freeze, but oh, not okay. the, the um, audio. The audio was good. Got it. Got it. Okay. Um, well, yeah, I, I was. I so when I moved to LA, I started working as a camera assistant. Um, you know, clapping the slate, changing batteries, changing lenses, moving the tripod, and and then I started pulling focus. I did that for about five years. Um, but I wanted to direct or do stunts. Um, so camera was working in camera was just me getting close to the actors and, the, and directors and like watching what happens that close. That's the only reason I was doing it. Um, but then I moved into directing and I was directing music videos. And in order to direct a music video, you'll write a treatment, which is basically a PowerPoint that says what you'll do for the song. Um, and I was sending out these treatments and not getting the job. Um, but I was making my concept through photography and that's how I was pitching the job. So I would be like, Oh, I want to do something with people with really long legs or, uh, people who jump down over buildings or whatever. So I would shoot a photo of that pitch it. And then I would not get the job, but then all of a sudden I had all these photos just sitting on my computer that I was like, well, this is fun. Um, yeah. And it, so I kind of like backwards walked into photography and uh, then I, John like was my roommate and I would photograph him all the time and I didn't even know how to use Photoshop. So I would shoot the photo and I would hand it over to John and he would do the Photoshop to it. Um, and then eventually I started doing Photoshop by myself. Um, but then it, it turned into the coolest thing ever because like, I didn't need anybody. I didn't, I could, I could shoot a whole photo series by myself or with two people. Whereas if I was trying to do any form of music video, I needed at least like 12 people plus money and permits and, uh, insurance and stuff. So it became a really, uh, quick way to finish a concept. Um, and then I just fell in love with it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I really like loved your, always loved your stuff and your work and it comes off like super original. I think I remember your first, well, the first time you told me you were having a gallery, I was just like, wow, this guy does so much cool stuff. Like, and like I was saying earlier, like your whole crew, it's like, um, between like all the skills and the videography work and like the acting and like everyone's so funny too. It's just like, I feel like there's like a, a future movie with you guys, just like short film style thing, just because you're also like, you have all the skills, you have all like the talent there and like, you're just like childhood friends. It's just like, it's, I feel like it's, it's, it's something I would like to see in the future. But, um, but yeah, I just, I just remember like when you were doing that with the galleries and I just like really like loved your work. I just, like, every time I saw like a photo on your Instagram, I was like, oh, this is so cool. How does he do that? Like, and then like you have sometimes like the behind the scenes stuff with like the ladders and how you do it. But uh, it seems like you learned Photoshop pretty quick and got really good at it pretty fast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, the way I look at Photoshop is just adding and subtracting. So, um, and I just make it so somebody leaning into the ladder and then you just delete the ladder. Um, and you add the ground, you add the normal ground that was behind it. So, uh, it's kind of, 
it's kind of easy in that way if you're just trying to add and subtract one or two things. Um, so, yeah, picked it up. But, I mean, Photoshop nowadays, like, within the last year, Photoshop is, like, so incredibly easy to use. I wish it was this easy back then. Um, yeah. I you must be loving generative that. fill now that they got that. I like it. It's got to make what you do, like, so much easier. And the ideas are, like, that much more endless. We're getting nerdy right now, I guess. We're trying not to get too nerdy. <laughs> ah, fuck. Like, get in there. Were you good there, Mike? Did I freeze? Sure, I did. You're, like, in and out. Yeah, it's oh. a little bit. Like, we could hear you now. Your face is frozen, though. Should I just put a picture of you up on your face? <laughs> uh, maybe he doesn't hear us. He's texting us now. Yeah, he just texted me. He's frozen. <laughs> um, um, maybe he'll, he'll leave and come back. Should we ask him to leave and come back? Uh, he can't really hear. I mean, yeah, I guess so. You want to text right. him that um, I'll, I'll text him. <laughs> he, it's funny because we hear you, Mike, but... I think I have to refresh this and start over. I can't... I can't. Yeah, so... Oh. He'll get on that. Um, but it is interesting how, yeah, he's leaving and coming back. It is interesting though. how so many, there's so many of us who like, I'm one of those people too, who like grew up skating with a camera. Like I was always the kid in our group back in the day skating and film and like became a career, um, with my business. And now like these people do it, but these guys do it on such like a bigger level. Um, it's, it's cool how like skating has this creative aspect to it. So many of us use skating to be like a stepping stone to our careers now that we're all adults and everything and it's really refreshing to see that and it's cool that he even like brings the skating aspect to it to work which is i find really interesting no i gotta i gotta be honest like their crew like when i started seeing all that like super creative stuff i was kind of like low-key jealous like do you know what i mean i was like man like i wish i was in this crew because like on some like when i was young like i always wanted to like act and stuff like that but like I don't know, just like on the technical aspect of stuff. I don't know if it's just like I just never learned that or if my brain just isn't working in that way. But like the the film stuff and the and the camera stuff, when you can just put ideas and like make it real, it's just like super fascinating to me. And I, I just love because I, I was looking at his photos, like how do you how do you do that? Like some of those photos, how do you make that? And even in like we have like a group chat, like a Sunday brunch like group chat and like someone will send a picture and then Michael real quick, like send to like the, like shrink a person, like really big in the picture. And like someone will be standing over and just like make a funny picture really fast. But I've always like been like super impressed by all of those guys, um, like their whole crew. I think like it's but, the fun aspect of it that makes. No, that's what I mean. Jealous, it's, like, it, it couldn't, well, it's, it's not like a, like a, like a jealousy. Like, oh, like I was just like, damn, I want to be a part of that. Like, yeah. That's envious, cool. like, like, yeah. Like. Yeah, I guess MBS like, is a little bit more of an appropriate word, but I know yeah, what you're saying. Just like, oh, that's that's really cool. Like these are really like fun ideas, and like it, it just makes skating. I think that's like what is cool about it for me. Like skating is like meant to be fun. You know what I mean? Like we we've gone through like the eras where we felt it was valuable. Like the be unique times where it was like so intense and the mind game so intense. But then just like having like fun with like the blading yeah. ideas and like making it like super fun and I don't know. That's like, I, I always thought that was really cool. Yeah. Mike, what, what's your take on that? Since uh, like how important is the fun aspect of skating? Because you bring it to not just the actual skating part of it, but the filmmaking part of it and project making as well, because all of us have been in that stage where like we're stressed out 
trying to get a clip or something like that. You even mentioned before, it takes like an hour sometimes to get a clip. It could be stressful and aggravating, but like everything you guys do, you make it look so fun. And you guys always smile and laugh the entire time. How important is that to the skating aspect? Not just the filming aspect, but skating in general. I think it's insanely important. Um, uh, yeah, like if, if you're getting stressed and not happy with, with doing it, like you're you're pushing, you're reaching too far, I think. Uh, like we, we all want to do tricks that we're personally impressed with, you know, so like stay within your comfort level, but push yourself to a p- point where you're not getting hurt but you're doing something that was challenging for you. Um, and, uh, yeah, it, it can be stressful. You know, you can get mad. You can want to throw your skate at times. You can want to do whatever, do this or that, but like you got to be having fun with it at the end of the day. I think that's really, really important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of people might have fun skating, but it doesn't always necessarily show through video that they're having that much fun skating. You know, like some people look really serious when they skate, but uh, mm-hmm. it, it's like refreshing to see the other side of it and people actually like smiling while they're skating or laughing or the shots of like when you land a trick and like the homies are all there, like dapping you down after the trick. Like that, I feel like that's not as common nowadays as it was back in the day. That was like one of my favorite parts of skate videos back in the day was like that whole crew and homie aspect of it. Um, I try to portray that in like the truth where like we all skated together and everything, but you guys definitely do a good job at doing that. It's pretty obvious in your videos. Yeah. A lot of times I don't even have that much footage. So like I I'm dragging them out. Like I'll take any, any high fives, any reaction from anybody. Like I'm going to cut away to it. (laughs) It's, it's hard to shoot a whole, a whole section, you know? So yeah, most of, most of the time. And and I like that style too. I like seeing the homies there. Uh, I, I know like a lot of skateboard videos, they don't, they don't do that at all. Like they, they never, even if like someone's yelling while celebrating or something, they'll like turn the audio down. They'll like cut away from it as soon as possible. They don't show celebrations. Um, and it might be that they're, they're trying to make it look so like nonchalant and so casual and so like chill or whatever. I don't know. I, I like, I like people who land and they, they have big reactions like, ah, like, you see how hard that was for that person. Like, I think that's honest and I, I think that's cool. Yeah. No, big reaction, big reactions are huge because it's like, everyone likes that feeling. If it's, you're the one doing it, or if you're the one reacting to someone else doing it, or just like watching the energy, it's, it's like, yeah, it's, yeah. That's one of like the motivating things behind like, yeah, why we do it. Yeah. It gets too serious. If you look at it any other way, because like, Mike, you mentioned it before too. It's like you might go out and skate and not even get a clip, but you're having fun with the homies, whatever. Like, if there's been many days where I skated and been like filming the entire time, like back in the day, like the Be Unique days, if I'd be like filming Billy and Franco or whoever else, and these guys were doing like hammer after hammer, and I was filming the entire time, like screaming and whatever. And it's just like it was a good day, even though I didn't do much skating or didn't get a clip, probably like watching your homies do these cool ass tricks is very entertaining and very like inspiring and motivating. So that aspect of it alone, you don't even have to really participate that much. Like every single time you go out skating, just like showing up sometimes is good enough. Yeah. And you get fueled too. When you watch your homie land something that you know that they were trying for a while and like, you know, you, you get, you, you get it too. Mm-hmm. 
No, it's like, like uh, blade, blading in its own way. I've always said like, you know, like any any craft that you work to perfect where there's like levels, it's like has like martial art uh, tendencies or like similarities where it's, um, yeah, where it just got to like, yeah, that, that, that process where you just work toward it and you can just be excited at seeing like another, just high levels, like even just like being a part of like watching like high levels of things. It's like really cool. Yeah, it's also cool how uh, just like everybody has different vocabulary. So like both of you guys are really good at true top horn. I'm terrible at that move. I like can't do that at all. Like regular or switch, I like I'm so bad at it. So if I were to do that on something small, you guys may know that that's really challenging for me. So you give me huge props. Whereas if I watch you guys do that, I'm, I don't care. I'm like, you guys should do that anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude no. your vocabulary though has always been like so far out i remember like like if we can go bring it back in the time machine real quick just like remember when i first met you at unique you came to the skate park and we're like doing like fakie to fat front fast slide to like full cab savannah true olive top <laughs> negative mistrial like do yeah. you know what i mean like fakie yeah the savannah definitely but it would get like way more technical than that and like all these wild um yeah, that, that's 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 still crazy to me because we've talked about this before in the True Top Horn. Um, that that's crazy to me that your, your comfort zone is much gnarlier than 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 that seems. I mean, I just work within my comfort level. Um, so, like when I do, like uh, I don't even know what the name of the trick is. Uh, true, true spin, negative misfit. Uh, I do that trick all the time because it's it's just a back torque. Like I'm doing a back torque. 99% of my weight is on my back torque and my little negative foot just goes like beep, and just slides right in there. So for me, that's easier than a topsole. Um, I can't balance it as long. I can't go through kink rails with it, but like I just can do that move because I know how to, I, I, to me it's cheating because all of my weight is on my torque. So it's like a, it's like a phantom grind. Like there's no weight in that negative. <laughs> if my if my torque foot were, were were to come off, I would fall off the rail. Like no, well, it, it, it's definitely like on the alium negative. It's definitely heavier on the torque foot, but you still have to like lock it. And it, it was like long sliding too. It wasn't just top. It was like a long rail. So you were definitely doing it. Um, but yeah, that, that, that's it's yeah. It's funny that you mentioned the the everyone has a different vocabulary because it's yours is I always talk about this and I, I think I'll bring it up on the show, but just like your stuff and John likes stuff in terms of like technical skating, like, or on a PRL or a handicap rail. And then like, you look at like Sean Kelso and Oigan, I think it would be like the sickest, like P rail. Like, I hope we never go into a pandemic again or like a lockdown, but if we do, we should have a P rail, championship edit and i really think like you john mike sean Kelso, and oigan would be like the top four and i'm just curious to see where it would go from there so that's that's something that interests me i love this conversation i think it's so fun <laughs> and uh i did i did do a live game of skate with dave lang on the first year of covid uh and i think he was like coming off an injury and i was in very good skating shape and i i just knocked <laughs> knocked him out dude. uh i think we had to uh 
drink a beer. So it, it was skate, but you had to drink an entire beer for every letter that you got. Oh. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure he drank five beers in like, you know, t- less than 20 minutes. Oh, that's heavy. Dude, man. that's actually a really fun COVID game, you know? Yeah. yeah. And it was live too. Like I had, I had to keep saying like, Dave, like you don't have to do it like this. You could like, you could drink half a beer. Like you could take it off on this one. Uh, but, uh, but he did it, you know, he, he went off. Yeah, it's like, you- it's like when you play skate with somebody, you know, they're going to give him a letter and he's like, you kind of feel bad in a way for doing it, but like you're doing it and he has to chug a beer every time he does it. It's like yeah. a double whammy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I love, well, we haven't played in a while, but me and, me and John basically have, we've been playing skate since we were 13 years old yeah, on our, our practice rails. But, um, we're still so different. Like uh, we still work completely within our own vocabularies and there's plenty of stuff that he does that I can't do. And there's plenty of stuff that I can do that he can't do. And so it's, it's always a pretty fun game because, uh, we can definitely knock each other out. You know, it's, it's not like we have like, Oh, you know, what's interesting. And I wonder if you guys have any other cities where you've noticed something like this. Um, Minnesota um, has like a type of trick vocabulary. They all like do lefty souls. They hold really long backslides. And that's like Farmer, Jeff Howard, Brett Dasovic, like all these guys had like the same exact low lefty top souls. And they also could grab backslide like really, really long things. Um, I don't know why I just tangent over to that but like I no, I was, that was, I was, I, were you going to compare it to like uh, a region of like how people have like because you were just talking about how you and john are kind of different and then you brought mm-hmm. it to like oh this is funny like the people in minnesota kind of have some something similar but were you going to bring that back to connecticut or like something or am i well yeah i guess people always compare me and john to very similar tricks but we actually yeah. don't do any of the same tricks okay like like really, really different, but we do a lot of switch ups and we're technical. So super technical. Like you, you guys are both doing like switch ups that like I don't see anyone else do. Yeah. Like kind of things. Like super. Like, um, I I wouldn't say like not flowy because there are flowy things, but just like really hard and sometimes awkward. Like reverse the spin on things. Mm. Like go like where you wouldn't expect the switch up to go type things like very surprising i would say mm-hmm. like between the both of you i think that's within like this specific trick selection and range and foot i can see there being differences but there's in like the p-rail masterfulness number one there's similarities but also in it's like the the uniqueness of just like switch ups like you just don't often see mm-hmm are there any other regions that are like that that you could think about? Like you said, Minnesota with the low topsails and the grab backslides. I'm trying to like think in my head. I don't know if you had an, another one on deck, Mike, but um, I'm trying to think of something. I I I can't. <laughs> I, can't. I, I guess John and I would be the tech guys because we're that's just we're we're all just products of our environments, and we lived in Connecticut, and there was not a lot of street skating, so we just skated our practice rails every day. So that's like why we did that. Um, and maybe, I don't know. I I don't know. I just, I thought that that was really interesting about the Minnesota thing. And I can't really put like another location to that, but 
But, maybe but, Miami, oh, maybe Miami and Florida, which is like their ability to how everyone's like a good ramp skater down there too. I don't know. I don't know. France, we could definitely do it with France. They're all good skate park skaters. And They're going to flips. Skaters. Yeah, flips. There, there's, okay. yeah. And I think New York and the Northeast definitely have like a high handicap rail switch up thing. Maybe just the Northeast in general. That, that was a big part of it. Like the handicap the switch too. up style. That wasn't really particularly embraced by people on the West Coast, like especially in like the like in the Bay a bit, but in like the Southern California, not so much. But yeah, interesting topic. Yeah, I was obsessed with handicaps when I first moved to California. I was like, let's find those sick handicaps because that, that's like where you could do switch ups on. Um, yeah, but they're all like, no, it's 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 all about down rails here, which I actually like more. But um, uh, yeah, it was it was interesting. I was like, you guys don't like handicaps? <laughs> I feel like in this day and age, if you say you want to skate a handicap rail, most people are just like, ooh. Like it's almost like sacrilegious almost in this day and age to be like, let's session this handicap rail. Because like when you think about it now, you would just think of like someone lining up trying to like finish it on like a solid trick or like if it's a long rail, sometimes it could take you like an hour sometimes just to finish the rail. <laughs> um, but I feel like that gets like a bad rap nowadays. Uh, skating a handicap rail in 2023. I think so. Um, I'm all about my. What, um, did you guys ever skate white rail in? Um, yeah. Uh, where is it? Like Bridgeport? Yeah, Bridgeport. Bridgeport. Oh yeah, yeah. That perfect rail. That is like quintessential rail for me. Like I would skate that exact thing just yeah. all day, every single. It's kind. It's kind of like Hollywood High for anyone who doesn't know white rail uh, it, Hollywood a, high it, seems way scarier it's mel it's more mellow than hollywood high for sure um and lower no and lower. no no hollywood no. high is pretty low oh, i never actually stood I, up to hollywood high i think the stairs are longer at white rail so you can yeah. ride away fakie a little bit more easy like easier um and uh hollywood high is more so like land on the ground every time like don't bail on stair side at least i i wouldn't yeah that makes sense that's my favorite yeah. thing to skate though. like that side that size of rail dude that rail we went to like i remember like i was like wanting to skate that rail forever i forgot the first time i think i'm the first time i might have saw it was like uh the girl adria from connecticut like from like the like Back in the day, she like I saw it's like a clip of her soul grinding it or something like that, and I was like, "Where is that rail?" Because we were like rail obsessed back in the day, and New York wasn't like known for having like really good down rails. We would have to go to like Queens to skate John Bound or whatever or <laughs> City College, but yeah, I remember skating that. I got some clips on that that just never like went anywhere. Like so many clips back in the day went, they just disappeared. But that was the mm -hmm. first cab I the first rail I full cab true spin uh, top side tricked ever that rail was, was nice i was gonna say i don't remember ever seeing you skate that rail mm, i don't know i don't know where anything yeah i don't know is that rail still there I, I would love to do a connecticut trip since it's close to me and not you guys <laughs> yeah. uh i i think it's still there i know it's been capped like a couple times like it goes in and out of being of being capped um and being wobbly too right yeah i remember it being wobbly i think last time i went yeah, there was a moment where the center rail was capped and the, the drop rail was uncapped. So, but I mean, it's, it's barely a drop rail. It's still <laughs> it's just as perfect, I think. Yeah, true. 
Yeah, um, apparently someone made Jobbers get the drop rail because the middle rail was wobbly. That's a story for another time. But, <laughs> what? Um, is that is that a, a you know, a myth? Do you not you not know that? No. That is that well, what like, happened? That's what I heard. I heard a, a story back in the day. Um, that can't be. Yeah, I heard like Jobber was like an overweight, like not overweight, but he was like a heavy skater, like like a big boned. Uh, he weighed more than most skaters, and um, the rail was wobbly in the middle. And like someone, I forgot who. I don't know if the person was from Boston, Connecticut, whatever. Was like, bro, you gotta skate the the, the drop one because it's, it's you're a big guy and the rail is wobbly. I don't know. Check with Colin Kelso about that. <laughs> he can confirm or deny. This is not my story. This is coming from, I think, Colin Kelso. So, um, <laughs> Damn, don't put we'll, him on blast. Yeah, maybe we'll invite him back. And I think we talked about it on the – I think I got it from an episode with – I think I got really? it from this podcast. Yeah. I mean, This podcast. Or, Jump this Street one, Podcast. Yeah. Hmm. Well, anyway. was, it, was it White Rail? White Rail. Or, yeah, that's the one. Yeah, oh, really? All right. yeah that's the one. Yeah. Jimmy um, G says – He's definitely counting as drop rail. I would count. Oh, as yeah, drop rail. Joey. It's like definitely. it's on the chiller side in terms of drop rails. Yeah. Um. Okay, so in a second we have some we have some Patreon questions. We have a couple of questions in the chat, but before we get to those, I want to mention a couple more things. Um, in the later years, you've gotten more into martial arts. Would you care to go into that? Because I feel like that pursuit is very similar to like a skating pursuit or anything where you're trying to like refine and perfect your craft, whether it be videography, photo work, whatever. But um, what's your martial arts journey been like? I know it's something that's like really big in your life right now. I did not know that. Yeah, I've been like, if, if you ask like Casey Garrity or somebody in the squad, I've been like talking shit about doing Taekwondo for the last like four or five years. And I never did it, but uh, finally did it a couple years ago to help with uh, stunt work and film. And I thought I would pick it up the easiest um, because of skating, because there's a lot of spinning in it. There's a lot of, uh, it's very visual, Taekwondo. Um, so I drifted towards it. It just felt the closest to skating. Um, but martial arts in general um, is just addicting, just like blading. It's like, like you you want to collect new moves you want to have large vocabularies and and all of it you know um so it's i love it i love learning new kicks and and also it's made me skate way way better um just opened up my hips and changed my balance in a, in a new way yeah that makes perfect yeah. sense yeah i mean it's it's like anything like that is super duper healthy because I feel like um, like I used to dabble a bit with boxing. I, have, I haven't been in the boxing gym in a while, but I, I just remember like just going and doing the things that it's it's like going to the gym, but better. And it's doing it with something that you're actually interested in that you're progressing with. So it's not like going to the gym and using the row machine. It's not like doing like the weights, even though that that's fine and good as it is. But you're like doing this thing that's inadvertent, like the 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 side benefit is the healthy, the side benefit is like the, how it benefits skating. But the main thing is like the, the uh, attention to the craft and like the growth and the progression in the craft. But it's so cool to have things like that, where you have those things that where you're focused on one thing, but then you get all these side benefits, like your health and the benefits to skating, you know? 
Totally. Yeah, you're right. It is fun that it's not so like random, like, like a gym can be. Um, but it's meditative in a way where you're like, okay, today I really want to learn like back, like spinning back or jump back kick, which is slightly harder than just standing back kick. So it's like, you know, it's like a topsail or a cab topsail. It's like slightly harder and you just work at it until you get good at it. But you're focused on that specific move and not just, you're not doing it alone either. You're with the whole class and everyone's working on their kicks at once. And you notice when someone's dipping their shoulders too far to the ground or, or their weights in their heel and not their toe. Um, and, uh, it's cool to have such a focused, uh, uh, mindset when, when you're working out. Definitely. No, it's, it, it just looks cool too. Like seeing it on like your Instagram, like, uh, just like how you're coming along. It's definitely mm -hmm. like, I, I can see how it helps with the stunt work too, because it's like movie level shit. You know what I mean? It's like some of that stuff. It's like, Oh, this is like, that's, He's, you're movie ready for that stuff, I feel like, but it's cool. Yeah, and it's all about micro adjustments, and uh, that's so important for working on set. Um, like my grandmaster, like if you're doing like a high block or something, he'll be like, no, it's not that, it's this. <laughs> or it's not that, it's this. Like you move the tiniest amount, and he, like nobody's ever right, and uh, it, it's, it's a fun way to work. You're just like, yes, sir, that is what I need to do. And uh, when you're on set and someone's like, oh, you're working with an actor who has probably zero fighting experience and you need to be triply safe. And and if they need you to not shoot, like throw a punch as far, you you can't. Like you have to be able to make micro adjustments like, like an insane person. So it's super helpful for that. I feel like that's how they train in Japan skating. Like what you just said about like the micro adjustments. I'm like, I could picture that's how they train the little kids in Japan and Korea. Like the same exact thing. Like you royale, like no, your foot goes like this, like this, yeah. you know, and that's how they get it. So dialed in and perfect. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I, I, I feel, I, I feel like that's also like, um, just like in the, in the little, I know in the Italian language, like it's like, um, no, it's not mozzarella. It's mozzarella. I'm like, what the what the hell? You just said the same thing. Like, it's like, the, but but it's just like these little specific adjustments. Um, yeah, that I feel like applies in a lot of different fields. Um, should we open it up for questions? Because we have some Patreon yeah, questions. I know we, there's some questions in the live chat. We got a couple. Yep, we should get to some of our questions. All right, let's... and then afterwards we're going to watch a couple of sections. If that's okay with Mike, if he has the time to watch some of the very famous um, and very amazing Black Bandit Media sections that we have selected. Yes, you yeah. ready for some questions? <laughs> yeah. Um, we got we got some on Patreon. First, we're gonna uh, mention, the, some of these questions are really good, so hope you're ready for them. Uh, Brooks Nelson says, Mike, why is the intro to Pasta La Vista the best piece of art in cinematic history? LOL. What was the inspiration for Why the skit? Why is it? Why? Uh, what was the inspiration for the skit and how did the special effects with you flying away come to be? Super ill section must respect from a Los Angeles native. Dude, I don't know the intro. I don't know. I have to like go look at it. I don't remember what <laughs> yeah. it was. 
Well, it was either the one where you're in the backyard when you jump the garbage cans or when oh, you yeah. fall off the roof. I'm not sure. Fuck. <laughs> oh my God. Um, <laughs> you're so no. it, This is your videos too. And you're like, don't even know. Uh, when I fell off the roof, that was chicken too. Okay. Um, so I'm, I look it up now. The pasta la vista is. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to play it right here. Yeah. With the. Where you jump the cans. Drinking beers, jumping over the recycling bin, and then yeah. I, and then I hurt my, my leg. Sorry. Right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's the intro. That is the intro. That's the but, group intro. Oh, we said the intro is to your section. Said? Yeah, it was the intro. To, he 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 asked the intro to your section. Oh, to like, my okay. section. Okay, here we go. Okay. It's coming, um, it's coming back. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, this part, I love this part. I, I, I worked with a, a dummy a few times, I believe, uh, when my intros. Yeah, his name was Nick. I was about to say, don't talk about <laughs> John like that. <laughs> well, that, this is what I mean by the dummy, the, the recycling bin. Um, <laughs> so this is the best piece of cinema. Uh, Best piece, is, best piece of art in cinematic history. And what, yeah, was the, yeah. what was the inspiration for the skit and how did the special effects of you flying away come to be? Oh, okay. So I, yeah. Um, well, the flying away part wasn't part of the intro, but that was a separate thing still. Uh, I do, I believe actually that first clip after that little intro is me jumping that really big gap and I couldn't, I couldn't, I never, I didn't jump it, but I tried <laughs> So I just still used it as a clip. Like I said earlier, I'll use basically anything as a clip because <laughs> it's hard to get get clips. Um, but that's why I fly out of the frame because um, I just didn't do the trick. It didn't happen. Um, so I, I believe I fly out and then I fly into the next frame and I do like a little. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, that was perfect. <laughs> mistrial. Um but yeah, if he's referring to the that intro, that was I rented a dummy um, and uh, you know a little match cut me jumping over the trash cans and then he threw the dummy in all my clothes and then he snap zoom into it and then put the real person there uh, and that's just a fun gag. I could do that gag every single day. I love it. <laughs> you pulled it off really well. It's uh, definitely adding the the comedy, the action bit, the acting, skating all together into one. It's like picture perfect um nathan bentley asks ranch or blue cheese with your buffalo ranch billy what about you it's got to be ranch mm, two ranches you ever you ever see the uh joey diaz talking about people using ranch instead of blue cheese on wings he goes off on like an old Joe Rogan podcast. It's pretty funny, but does he? Yeah, it's it's, it's fucking hilarious. You gotta look it I, up. I know, I know that a lot of the time, like uh, he says shit I can't it. say on the podcast here. <laughs> yeah, like I, I I know a lot of the time ranch gets attributed to like white people shit or whatever like that. But um, I just don't like blue cheese. Like you know, I, I don't really even love ranch like that. But blue cheese, I don't know. I just like it's not like my cheese. Joe was like, I heard blue ranch cheese. is like the new ketchup, and he's like. Yeah, that's true. If you're a fucking hillbilly, like he doesn't goes off. It's so fucking funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's uh, good. <laughs> yeah. Um, last question on Patreon. And Mike, it, this isn't part of the question, but 
for to set the mood for this question, I asked you to close your eyes for a second while you visualize this question. It's a question from Tree Tree Rudolph. He says, so you're on a plane and the CEO of Red Bull sits next to you. After some talking, they say they want to really start investing in rollerblading, but they requested you to show them some example videos before making their decision. What videos do you show them before the plane lands in 35 minutes? Mm. Wow. That's a great dude. Tree is so awesome with that. I love, I love tree questions. Yeah. yeah. He's, he, you got to put him on the list as like top P rail skaters too. Like, yo, yeah, yeah. That's, that's yeah, true. that's true. I feel like he's just on like a, I feel like he's so out of the realm of what's traditional, but even though he can flex in these areas, he's just like, he's just like his own entity just creating all, but yes. Yeah. Like, um, Absolutely, for sure. Yeah, um, that's an awesome question. Um, maybe like a happy section, um, or um, just because it's so visual. Like his stuff is just so phenomenal and and big picture. Um, Julian Ba, I I'm just obsessed with Julian Ba's style, like back in like ego day like his section from ego like kind of some of the most badass looking moves i've ever seen and with the coolest style um on huge things too like yeah yeah tough combo. Even, like even even like his disaster hard top soul but he also i don't know if this was from ego but remember when he jumped through that like sign that might have been in a bnu yeah, that was a freestyle. Yeah, moment, yeah. The, well, the one he five forty through, or he jumped through one also in like another like with Doug Arcar, but he he five forty through the thing at Be Unique, which was, but he jumped through a sign too, like a like a square kind of thing, just straight through. Yeah, that was. Yeah. And now that reminds me of uh, Broscow when he did that five forty gap through that like circle brick area. Yeah, uh, with KFC KFC two or whatever um and Broscow's secret section where you, you only watched it if you watched the whole video mm-hmm. like start to finish without pausing it or stopping it that's that that was my favorite section for like f- five years um was that the deep purple section uh was that the song deep yeah uh i forget okay no it was eminem i think it was an eminem oh the song. eminem was the bonus one till, till i collapse that one yeah so, yeah but that section was my Drew Amato would come over. We'd watch that on on DVD like every day. <laughs> um, Dude. And honestly, uh, that that new section by that uh, Rossi's Russian guy uh, when he's wearing, wearing a clown outfit. Yeah, uh, yeah. That was like insane. That was awesome. That. That that felt like an expression of art videos, kind of. You know, it's like there's a there's a comedic concept going on. Yeah, high production value. He maybe that one. Um, no, honestly, like it's funny that you mentioned that because it's the I do see shades of like your stuff in that, and I think for rollerblading, that's the best approach because blading just in society for whatever reason valid on valid invalid warranted or unwarranted um 
but I think one of like the the biggest things was when blading took itself too seriously. That was one of the things that kind of hurt it more than anything because it was like trying so hard to just be taken seriously and take us seriously. And then it just kind of had the opposite effect, but having like the, the funness with the high production quality, with the comedic value, like the, the comedic value and like not taking yourself so seriously plays really well off of blading. And, and I feel like you guys were kind of like the first to introduce those ideas in a really proper way. And yeah, it's awesome to see. I like. I, I had a feeling like, and it's cool that you mentioned that and connected it because like the first time it's connecting it for me. But like, uh, so, so voice and stuff. Like, I can see. Uh, yeah, like you guys really enjoying that or being like, oh, pumped from that. I definitely enjoy it. Yeah, he he goes off and he's just he's just he's crazy and I love it. Um, yeah. Or 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 also to to still go off on that question. Um, Farmer, when he did that topsoil that went down like the 26 kinks mm-hmm. in the, that grass field, you know, he's wearing like the RBs, like uh, yeah. and that is really, really visually stunning. And so much so that if homie from Red Bull, like you, you're going to remember that clip, like you, you have to. Uh, and, then, and then like Dave Lang on his mega ramp stuff, that's also uh, really memorable. There's a lot of yeah. good ones in there. I yeah, uh, yeah the uh, the Savoisin one. I feel like as a collective, as a whole, like all aspects, that is something that Red Bull would be interested in, knowing that there's like some production value. There's like someone put like some effort into it. It wasn't just like somebody filming with a a home GL two or something like that and just pointing it at somebody. You know that that like is something that would sell. Going back to the question, obviously, but all those examples were were great choices. Dude, he grinds a rail holding onto a horse. <laughs> no, that was so. He was getting legit pulled by the horse. Yeah, and I love him. He was like front side, back side, back to front side. Like he's just like do like it. Uh, it was incredible. Um, yeah, that yeah. you're right. That it honestly feels like a Red Bull production in 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 the way that it was done. Did you see the Lego video? The Lego Savoyson doing the the back rail on the truck. I did. Yeah. What was up? Was that AI? Yeah, I don't know. It was really cool, whatever it was. <laughs> it looks like some AI shit. Um, yeah. Who knows, though? Lego has an AI plugin or something like that. Who knows? Yeah. Um, Billy, do we have any questions in the yeah. live chat? Yeah, we'll take two or three of these, and then we'll move it into the uh, into the Patreon. So Joey Graziano, dear friend and uh, Sunday Brunch alumni affiliate, says who would win in a game of skate on a p-rail you were john like what trick would you do to take him out if it was tied up although we already touched on this i feel like the <laughs> second part of the question is a good is a good question as well well john uh is incredible but he i i don't do negatives when we we do skate and i i love negatives and uh but i don't do them because he, he like can do them, but like it doesn't. It's his weakness. Them. Yeah. Yeah. So I never break those out. So if I was like, if I had SKAT and he had no letters, um, I would just <laughs> do a thousand negatives. Um, um, but yeah, I mean, John can do infinity tricks that I can't do. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good one. I actually was playing skate. Uh, recently with someone who was, who was it? It was, uh, ah, it was Coda Holt. 
And he was just, it was, a, it was really good in 10 session. And then somewhere along the way, I realized that he didn't, he didn't refine his negative grinds as well as the other ones. And then you just got to exploit it when you find like, that's what the game of skate is about. You got, you find a weakness, you got to exploit it, but it's also fun to play in a way where you, you know, that, like you say, you don't do the negatives uh, sometimes, mm -hmm. but it's good. That's a good question. Okay, um, uh, there's a couple of good ones. Uh, okay, we'll take just three quick ones. Quick one, Spook Wackadoo, favorite trick? Um, favorite trick to watch or, or to do? Um, to do. My favorite trick to do on a handrail is cab back salve. Um, <laughs> I, I could just do that all. It's a very fun feeling trick, and I feel like I could do that just all day, every day. Um, and I think it's it silly. looks harder than it, it is. Cause for me, it's just like a fakie three. Um, mm -hmm. and, uh, it just, yeah, I, I like that move a lot. I haven't done it in a while, but, uh, I want to do it on Hollywood high for my next section. So I'm Sick. putting it out, putting it out there into the universe now. Um, how are you we'll so see. good at Savannah's, but not TTPs? Cause it, dude, Same I, shit. I just, I'm a torque, I'm a torque fiend, dude. I just do anything off of a torque. So like a back sab to me is back torque mm. with another foot in the, in the area. So the sole foot isn't close. I even, I chew top horn the other way, chew top horn righty. I back stab to the other direction. Um, but I, I, I don't know, man, chew top horn me and John, like, like we'll be doing like, zero illusion like fast slide to true torque or like some crazy shit and we'll, we're like yeah nice nice john yeah cool and then either of us will do true top horn and we'll be like yes dude you did it like that's like a huge accomplishment to us still that's funny um okay um kung fu brooks says in los angeles do you take what other famous bladers have done on spots into consideration when picking a trick to do or do you just go with what you're feeling at the time? Good question. Uh, that was a good question. Just whatever I'm, I'm feeling at the time, for sure. Um, yeah. Also, I don't mind doing. This is probably a political thing in within skating, but like I don't care about doing the same trick on a rail that somebody else had already done in their section or whatever. Like nobody's competing with you with each other, so it's just like. We're all getting old, and if 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 topsail is the only trick you can do on that rail, then I don't care if someone else did it. Like, be safe. Like, don't like do something just because someone else did it. I don't know. That's an interesting yeah. topic too, because that's like a big thing now, I guess, with the whole um, farmer Sean Darcy that came up before. Uh, but it's funny that you say that, and you're so confident in saying that you'll just like, like, yeah, I'll, I'll do that. That's fine. There's no, which I mean, it should be no problem. Um, Fortunately, I don't run into that very often because I'm usually doing a fast slide or a backslide or a torque <laughs> or a weird negative. I, I almost never do soul tricks. I think in some of my section, I have no soul tricks. Um, uh, so I don't run into that very often. So it's easier for me to say that, but um, I don't know. I just think everyone should skate as much as you want and, and play it safe. I don't want anyone getting hurt. So if you can only do one trick on that rail, that that's, that's what you get. <laughs> I don't know that story is it, they did like the same 
trick. I don't yeah, know I think Farmer did a trick in one of his edits, and then it turns out Sean Darst did the same trick like two years before. So it filmed like the same way too, and everything. I don't know. I, I personally what, don't care what either. What spot? I don't remember. He gapped like off a roof into a bank, over like a little rail. I, I don't. I don't know. It's not like a famous spot or anything like that. It's just like a particular trick. Um, yeah, I, I noticed that like in Farm's philosophy, he just like he doesn't really. And some people, and and I kind of like part of me like really respects that actually because I feel like we operate in like within these walls. We're like, oh, someone else did it, we can't do it. But it's like, you know, it's skating, man. Do what you want to do. It's fun. I don't know. So I respect both philosophies, but mm-hmm. yeah, I can go either way with it too. Hard, hard to know, you know. Like, yeah, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of skating out there. It's, I don't. I don't watch yeah, it as much true. as they do. Like that's yeah. true. Yeah, that's true too. You could do a trick and not know that it was done already. Also, I think it's, like, I think it's, I don't know. Like, I think it's fu- like, I think we should just abandon that whole ide- ideology, but it's never going to happen because it's like s- super old. It's, and, but I don't know if like, if like Vinny Mitten torqued something and then like another, like Julian Bod torqued the same thing, I'd be like, oh, that's sick. I like both of these guys skating and I just get to watch both of them do the same trick and like look at the differences. I don't know. I, I, I like that stuff. Maybe it's different with hammers, but I don't know. That, that That's one of the ideas that I don't like love. Yeah. Anyway, you want to get this last question? One of these last questions, kind of a two sections. He said, yo, Mike, basic question. Why is the Black Bandit crew so good? I know that's kind of be weird for you to answer. So he goes on to say favorite Black Bandit video and why? Oh man, dude, like it's, it's all one video, like, to be honest, like the last 10 years, is just one long video. Uh, I don't have a favorite video because you may have heard me not even be able to recall a specific intro. Um, um, yeah, I don't know. Um, I like my skating in lunch the best. And I think that was in 2011. But uh, that's myself. What did I, did I mess up the question? Uh, I just said which Black no. Bandit video was your favorite. Yeah. Which video? Yeah. Um, I, I it's the bonuses are my favorite. It's without a doubt. I would watch. We we talk we in our group text. We talk about having a bonus night where we just watch our bonuses like on repeat because that is just like shapes our lives. Like that is just the most important videos that I have. Um, and there's some skating in there, but mostly not. Um, it basically just shows our friendship. So watch the bonus. Okay. Yeah. I'm, 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 you know what? For, for Two things. One, uh, for the bonus night, I would like an invite if you do that. Oh, yeah. I would request one. Um, two. So for your next um, intro or, or uh, next like part video that you're working on. I think it would be great to bring me and Austin. Wait, hold on. He's right over here. Austin and me into the, into the fray somehow. I don't know how we can do it, but I'm, I'm kidding. I'm, I'm kidding. By the way. How have <laughs> you not had a pizza video yet? Do you guys have something against pizza? No, we definitely have. You need a good pun. Pizza. You need a pun. Is that what it is? Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, okay. You asked earlier about who writes the intros and, and how do we make a decision with that? And I, I said, like, whoever has the 
smartest idea first. Like we just kind of go with that. The, the names of the videos is the one thing that sometimes takes us forever to, to go off on. Um, so that's wild because it seems like all the videos <laughs> seem like you just thought of it right at that moment. Yeah. Like, yeah you thought of it like after you works. filmed the video. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, breakfast. That works. Breakfast was like three years in the making that like night. Buffalo. Come on. Like that took a while to think of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, dude. I mean, the, the one we're doing right now is, is uh, called Cal- Calamario brothers. Uh, okay, that one seems like it's hard to come up with. Yeah, yeah. And Casey said, Casey said that one night, and I, I was like, Calamario, that's genius. It's so funny, and I love that one so much. Um, so I was really like, I want that one, and I think we like went back and forth within the, the group chain a couple times. People wanted a few other names, but I think, I think we settled on that one. Um, but I. I think, and I could be wrong here, but we're, we're, the next video might just be me and John, um, trying to get something, anything from the guys, even if it's just a sketch, you know, like we don't, we're like, doesn't have to be skating. Well, they're in the intro. There's an intro for John's section that we're all in. Um, but it might just be me and John's, me and John with full sections. Um, wow. Yeah, so Casey, 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 just too too much into the golf, huh? Yeah, Casey <laughs> is kind of retired from skating right now. Um, Damn. Obviously, obviously, he's wildly capable of shooting one of the best sections ever, um, and maybe that will happen at some point. Um, he put out Nick, three sections in one year, and he, I know. he that I was know. it. He just went overkill. Yeah. Um, Nick Nick doesn't want to skate street anymore. He doesn't want to get hurt. Uh, and uh, yeah, Rosen Rosen hurt his ankle. Um, and uh, yeah, I just I don't want my friends to get hurt either, you know. Um, but the videos are fun, so we always say like just shoot a couple tricks in John's driveway or at a skate park, and then do a fun intro, and that's that's all that matters, really. What gotcha. if you have three other guys? who dress like them. So there'll be an intro with one of the guys like in their outfit, like Casey just talking, and then it'll like switch to the same outfit, but it's John Bellino now. And then it's, <laughs> it leads into a full John Bellino section, but as Casey, and that could be how it lives on. I, direct the, direct yeah. the bill. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. We, yeah. You should it, do that. It lives on. You should do that, but a different person. Not just John, John, just like one clip of John, John, one clip of Billy, one clip of like this person. That'd be even funnier. Same right? outfit. Same, same outfit, same wig. One outfit, one outfit section. That's it. And then it goes back to Casey in the outfit uh, talking. That'd be good. I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talking about pasta or something that cuts to you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or just like Jesus. on the golf course, like, man, filming this part's been tough, but you know, whatever. <laughs> We were, we were in, um, I think we were in like South Carolina or something. And I was with John Bellino and this was at the time where everyone was switching over to like tight pants. And I was like, Bellino, you got to try my sweatpants on, dude. <laughs> like, and I, I, he put my pants on and he, he was in his desk shoes, I believe. And he did a 450 Royale on a down ledge <laughs> and his whole section is with his like tight pants. And then one clip 
in my clothes. <laughs> it goes back to his clothes. But yeah, it's funny. It, I, I, yeah, I got to dig up that clip. Well, Mike, it's been awesome having you on. Thank you so much for taking the time. This has been a great little chat. We still have more to do after this. Um, is there anything you wanted to say before we signed off on this live stream for your episode? Anything um, to the people? Any shout outs? Anything like that? Uh, you know, shout out, shout out the squad. Shout out the Black Bandit guys and shout out the Brunch guys, the the new the new collective. It's 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 been really fun to stay chatting with them all the time every day and uh it's fun and watching the videos last week live and there was like a few people commenting like it was just inspiring it was really fun so and just having this conversation is makes me want to get back out there and do do some more moves so thanks hell yeah thanks for joining us man honestly it was it was really cool to have you on the show it's been a long time coming um I'm, it'd be cool to get some a black banded uh, round table one of these days. That'd be cool. Go over some videos cool. on Jump Street. That could be cool. Go, um, so maybe for the future, we can do something like that. That'd be but, cool. But yeah, thanks for taking the time to join us. And uh, we're going to go to our Patreon now and look at some of these amazing sections. So if you're a Patreon, join us over there. Hell yeah. See everybody. Mike, I also want to say thank you for making your bed today. I appreciate that. Uh, we'll see you all in the next episode. Peace. <laughs>